welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the <clears throat> co-founder of Divisio, the affiliate network for all niches at D-U-V-I-S-I-O, and the dean and founder of Directions University at directionsuniversity.com. We have got another fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host and co-founder of Divisio.com and the Associate Dean of Directions University, Jack Humphrey, joining us. Hello, Jack. Hello. It's a great day today. It is. We've got one of our favorite people joining us today. We do. Lynn Terry. I can't believe we finally get to talk to Lynn on our very own podcast. I'm a little tiny bit starstruck because Lynn has been around for quite a while, one more year than me, which I thought was pretty fantastic. <laughs> uh, so I'll give Lynn, I'll give you a little introduction here, and we'll get right down to business. How's that sound? Sounds great. Hello, Lynn. So Lynn Terry's been working on... <laughs> Lynn's been working online for more than 18 years, blogging for 11 years, and uses a purely organic marketing strategy to reach and serve her market, which I'm going to talk about a lot today if we can. You can join Lynn at clicknews.com, clicknewswithaz.com, which is where she shares her news on the latest Internet marketing trends and strategies, as well as unique case studies, creative ideas, and extremely candid product interviews. You can hear her discuss everything from mindset to technical issues, the secrets to writing engaging content, improving your traffic and conversion rates, you name it. So, and that's, you know, that's that's the bio thing. But Lynn, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Hi, Jack and Gina. It's so great to talk to you guys again. I think it was Atlanta or Orlando the last time we all got together. And um, I know it might have been Atlanta with you, Jack, and Orlando with you, Gina. Anyway, candid product reviews. <laughs> it made me laugh a little. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very true. Well, you I'm must have written candid. that. Who would have written that? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very candid. It's just, it's it's almost, it sounds um, just like words, but you would have to actually read some of my product reviews, especially on my niche sites, you know, and I, I tend to talk about um, what works and what doesn't and et cetera on Click News, but I actually do what I teach. So I recently... Um, uh, it reviewed a piece of exercise equipment as an example, and not as a fitness expert. I showed this is how an out of shape forty something year old woman uses this out of the box. <laughs> nice. So That's yeah, candid. my re- my reviews are very candid. Yes, <clears throat> it's quite <laughs> funny. And you know, um, I did another food product review for that same niche recently, um, and I couldn't even get my Great Dane to eat it. <laughs> on camera. So I'm very candid, you know, I'm like, this is okay, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't eat it, so Wow, that's kinda like the Will It Blend uh commercials. Will my great Dane eat it? That's that's yeah. a good one. That's a good angle. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And well that's another reason anything. I love you is because you're a big dog lover and I mean that in every sense of the word big, you love Great Danes. And they're very they're Thank very you. much a part of your life of your blogging and everything as you 
I mean, you really incorporate them into your content and your updates and letting everybody know about what's going on in your life. I think uh, you owe your pups a a, uh, a little bit of your success lately, don't you? Yeah, and you know, my my Great Dane is a rescue, and so I fostered. So I fostered quite a few Great Danes over the last few years. So they're always a big part of the story. I bring them into the story. Um, you know, I talk about. Um, you know, with video editing or how my day plays out, you know, because a lot of times it plays into time management or other things that I'm teaching. And exercise, you know, I talk about that a lot on my low-carb blog, and uh, my Danes and I will play tag. And let me tell you, if you play tag with a Dane, <laughs> that's seriously good exercise. <laughs> yeah, they get you. Yeah. They win. Anyway. Um, yep. Well, it just it, makes you so real. Been, it makes you very, very easy to identify with. And uh, I, I think... I mean, my theory is one of the reasons that people like you so much and follow you so much is um, one of the many reasons is that you let them in a little bit. And uh, a lot of people don't do that, and they wonder why they don't get a lot of comments and interaction and engagement and traffic and stuff like that and referrals. Uh, and I just think it's partly because of how personable you always are. And, of course, as a dog lover, bringing the dogs in is a brilliant stroke. I need to do yeah. mine with Mojo more. <laughs> well, and it's a lot of fun, you know. Like with my with my recent workout video, for example, Slim was right beside me. I let him try out the Ab Carver Pro. He didn't like it, <laughs> you know. And so he's a very big part of my story. But here's the thing, Jack, because what you're bringing up a good marketing point, and this is one that I drive home a lot, which is monetize your life. You need to choose a business that allows you to monetize your life. And this makes creating content so easy, whether it's blog content, social media content, product content, or whatever. It makes content so easy because you're actually discussing the things that you're thinking, feeling, doing, trying, buying, you know, not using, etc., on a regular basis. And so, therefore, as long as you have your mobile phone with you, you're snapping pictures, you know, all along the way, everywhere you go, everything you do. And so I think it's it's bringing up a really good point because, like I said, that's one of the things that I really encourage people to do in their business, especially if you're a blogger, is to monetize your own life, pull your own life into it. So, um, you know, as an example, if, hey, if I'm going to try this bag of protein chips, I'm doing it on camera. I'm not going to eat this and not make money doing it. <laughs> and exactly. the same The same goes for organizing my home office. I did a whole series on my blog because I'm like, I'm not doing this by myself. You know, if I'm going to be doing it, I'm going to be talking about it. I recently organized my kitchen, so I held a Facebook event, kitchen organization event. I did a giveaway for some fun products. and um, So I incorporate everything I'm doing right down to cleaning out my cabinets and drawers is part of my business. Now, that works for me because that's <laughs> part of my niche or my market, but you have to get, sometimes use creative angles, you know, and, and work things in. So, you know, as an example, um, I'm going to Vancouver next week. So obviously I'll be eating low carb, so I'll be, um, you know, talking about the foods that I'm eating. I'll be wearing my Fitbit and tracking um, travel steps, you know, and, and talking about things like that. And So even though um, it's more of a personal trip, I'll also have, um, a meetup there, you know, with other people who eat like I do, which is weird. I eat weird. <laughs> and um, so I make it part of everything that I do. I recently went to uh, Simsbury, Connecticut, random little small space like Wayward Pines or something. And it, it's a neat little town, but I went there to see my favorite band play. 
that's why I went. <laughs> and also to hang out yeah. with, you know, a friend that I'd known online for a really long time. But while I was there, um, held a big bloggers lunch, and there were well over a dozen of us, and recorded the entire conversation and turned it into content, you know, and, and things. So I turn everything that I do into work, or I turn all of my work into fun. That is the recipe for success. I truly believe it. Obviously, yeah, you know, it's working well, for you. Mm-hmm. But I was I was going to ask, um, how does this translate? I, I kind of want to get a state of the blogging universe from you because you're one of the people I know who would really, really know, who would have your finger on the pulse of this. Mm-hmm. Um, when we started, when you started 11 years ago uh, blogging uh, really seriously, uh, it was it was kind of laughed at. Why, you're a marketer. Why are you blogging? Because right about that time was when uh, – Nobody was really doing it. The only people that were doing it were doing it for fun. And the people, when we started blogging, really had a, a negative reaction to the fact that we would include advertising and we would even dare to create a product and sell it on our blog because it was really anti-capitalist you know, capitalist or something. I mean, just you were supposed to just blog for fun. This is how far back this goes, guys. And then you know, people like you and me, we started blogging and we were marketers and we we helped create this whole new world that we were part of that anyway that yes. started you know now everybody who's a marketer has a blog of some kind but i wouldn't call them bloggers and i think right. people have um fallen out of the love that we that, that there was a real love hippie fest kind of thing going on with blogging and using it for traffic using it to get attention using it to get new clients and things like that uh you know in the 2008 Era, I think it hit its peak 2009, 2010, and and everybody was doing it, and everybody really cared about their content, and they really cared about engaging with people, and you know, and the last time I had a conversation with somebody like you, who's still doing that and really killing it, it's been quite a long time ago. What do you what what do you think? Has there been a big shift in that, and have the real bloggers been shaken out, and or? the non-real bloggers has been shaken out, and those of you who really know how to do it and do it well and love it and thrive on it are the ones who are left. How, what's the state of it now? Well, I think there's a difference between blogging for traffic and blogging for your audience. And I think that's what it really boils mm-hmm. down to because, you know, if you're just blogging as a task, it gets old. It gets boring. It's a tedious task. I wake up every morning and I cannot wait to tell my readership what I ate the day before or what I'm working on or, you know, what cool new thing I tried out. Or on Click News, you know, share, i got to share this case study with you guys because look what I did. This is awesome. And, um, and so one of the case studies I'm about to write, I'm literally sitting on the edge of my seat to write it, but I'm still kind of testing it out. So I'm making notes as I go, but I'm sharing it in my private group. Um, and I have a couple of different private groups that I chat with, and so I'm sharing it with them, and they're really excited about it. And when you have that excitement that you cannot wait to share something with your audience, when you have a readership that you know loves what you have to say, that's part of it, Jack. I mean, really, yeah. if you're just writing for the search engines, the search engines don't care anymore. And no, no, who uses Google? I mean, I go to Google nowadays. What I go to Google for, they tell me everything I need to know. I don't have to click on anything. So if I go to Google, I ask how many tablespoons are in a cup. Or I you know, look up a definition and it gives me the definition of the word. Or I'll ask heavy whipping cream nutrition facts and it puts them right there on the search results screen. I don't even have to click on anything anymore. 
If I want products, yeah. I go to Amazon. If I want recipes, I go to Pinterest. If I want content, I go to Facebook. I mean, I, I have everything that I need everywhere else. So I go to Google for the random things. <clears throat> and I might, um, let's say, if I'm looking for a hotel in the area that I'm going to be in, I go straight to Google Maps. You know, I, I literally do not have to visit websites anymore from Google. And so mm-hmm. things are changing as far as, and people are a lot more savvy now than they used to be as far as how to use search and, you know, how all that works. And so you have so many changes going on. And I think what really happened with the big drop-off was that it stopped working as a marketing tactic. However, it never yeah. stopped working as an audience builder. So when you focus on, and I always tell people, stop trying to get traffic. That is it's so mm-hmm. painful. Stop doing that. Start building an audience. And that's really my big thing right now is monetize your life and build an audience doing it. And if you have an audience, I don't care what the topic is. I don't care if you don't have a topic. If you are, you and your dog are the topic. If you have an audience, you can monetize it, period. There will be somebody that wants to get in front of that specific audience. And there's lots of different things you can test, but all it takes is the audience. And so if you throw out SEO and get traffic and build the list, I mean, those are all just little pieces and parts and you really focus on building an audience and entertaining and serving that audience, depending on your niche or your topic, I'm doing a lot of serving and educating in my niche, but then I also do some entertaining as well, like falling on my buttons trying to use an exercise thing that looks so easy on the infomercial. But people need to see what, <laughs> people need to see what it's really like when you get it at your house and you get it out of the box, you know? And, yeah. um that's the stuff the fitness experts don't show you, and they make it look so easy. But that's one of the things, too, that I tell people a lot, and I'll quit rambling if you want me to, but I tell people stop trying to be an expert. Stop censoring yourself. Stop trying to you know, have it all just right and all just perfect if you're going to be writing content, and you need to be. You need to be doing content marketing of some sort. And so um, stop trying to be an expert and actually just talk. Stop writing, start talking. You know, you. Uh, I'm going to give you the award for 2015 Strongest Start for uh, Sheer Value in a Podcast. Wow, thank in, you. In that category. You, got, you just won <laughs> the Oscar in that category. Because really that, you guys, go back and li- when you're listening to the recording, listen to that again and let's, let's reprise this a little bit. Don't worry about SEO. Don't worry about traffic. Traffic sucks. Don't write for traffic. Don't write for search engines. That sucks. It won't last. And, and that's exactly what I was searching for, uh, only you put it way more eloquently than I ever could, which is that's what people, people have been doing. They heard you should have a blog, and they didn't really get into much detail about what a blog ought to be or have in it. They just heard you should have a blog because it gets traffic. Well, I'm sorry to tell you guys, but that's about a 10-year-old tactic. And it only really worked about 10 years to, to about maybe five years ago, and then it was over. That honeymoon is long since passed. And oh. you said it. I mean, that was really, really great that, I gotta that you share. focus okay. on your audience. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. I've got to share something else with you before I forget. It's about getting traffic, so don't let me forget that about that. But I, I just want to say, because I think live examples are important, what we're doing right here, right now, is a great live example because I'm creating content on the fly. I'm, there's no script here. I did not know what you were going to ask me. And you know what? 
I actually require that anytime I'm going to jump on the phone with anybody. I require a set of talking points up front. <laughs> but I thought, oh, Uh-oh. it's Jack. I can jive with Jack. It's we'll good. get the, we'll get those to you after the show. <laughs> uh, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a, actually a really good example. We're live blogging right now as we speak. And so I'll repurpose that because I'll go back and I'll link to this show on my blog and I'll say we had such a fun conversation and I'll outline all the points we made and I may think about something else I want to add in, you know, that I didn't say on the show and share that with my audience because I think my audience would really enjoy it. So that makes for a really good live example. But let's talk about getting traffic as far as blogging goes or content marketing goes. I'm going to tell you something shocking. Are you ready? I'm ready. I don't go out there, and I don't recommend you either, go out there and try to drag and pull everybody you can to your website. A lot of people think that the biggest metric they need to be going for is traffic. And again, I say stop getting traffic. So I'll tell you, I have a very popular blog. It's at travelinglowcarb.com. And I also blog at Click News, and and people like me there, all right? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. at travelinglowcarb.com, I have a huge audience. But I will tell you... The majority of my readers read my blog by email. They do not read it on my blog. And I find it very interesting. Yes, I'm telling you, people don't go to websites as much. They don't have to. And so stop trying to get people to your website, although you'll have incentives to do that, and there's reasons to do that. But let people read content where they want to. So here's, here's the big thing. Meet them where they are. Don't try to change that. Meet them where they are. So if they're you know, subscribing by email, they're getting your blog broadcast, it's a full HTML version of your blog post basically in their inbox, let them read it there and monetize your content. This means because everybody, I say everybody, most people are on a tablet, a mobile device, or reading your blog by email with your blog broadcast, your advertising in the sidebar is a waste. It's a waste yeah. of space. Yeah. Put your... Um, you know, everything for conversions, it needs to go in the content area. People who are looking at your website are ignoring the static areas anyway. The dynamic content is where the conversions are. So we'll go back to this um, conversions thing in a minute. But this means that my audience is not just on my blog. So I have an audience on Pinterest, on Instagram, on, on my Facebook page, in my Facebook group, in Facebook events. Um, on Instagram, um, Google+, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Anyway, it depends on the audience. So Pinterest, the mindset-wise, they're collectors of things. So that's where I mm-hmm. want to share things like recipes or um, kitchen, um, kitchen wish list or kitchen gadgets or, or checklists or um, you know, all kinds of things like that. They're, they're basically like digital hoarders. They collect things. Yeah. Big so time. that's the information that you give them. So you create – I have, you know, commercial boards. So one example is products I love. One example is fitness and exercise. One example is, um, I think, like kitchen gadgets or whatever. And so people are collectors of things like a wish list type thing. And so it's it's good to give them those things but also to commercialize them. And um, so each platform has its own, you know, kind of uh, personality, we'll say. But I – see more conversions on Facebook and by email. Facebook and email are my two top converting platforms. Shocking to say email even beats Facebook still, yes, still. 
I know people think email is dead, but email is my top converting communication tool. Facebook pulls a very close second. So you want to actually monetize the content you're sending them there, not try to force them to go to your site and then convert them. And so one of the things I'm doing, and man, I can really just go on and on and on, hey? <laughs> go for it. I am not stopping this flow. You you had your coffee right. and your – you must have had a green smoothie before you came on here. Do you know what I'm drinking? Actually, you're going to laugh. I told you I eat weird. I'm drinking chicken broth. What? That's not a green smoothie. I'm doing an eight-day weird food <laughs> experiment. It's a really weird experiment. It's an eight-day thing, and I'm actually this isn't that's another topic. Don't let me forget to talk to you about series, about doing series. Okay. Anyways, um, don't let me forget because that's really fun. Uh, where was I? Oh, so one of the things I've been doing because you think to yourself, okay, if the majority of my market is mobile, and how do I know this? Because I look at my stats. Okay. So the majority of my market is mobile, and I'm talking my my low-carb blog where I actually do what I teach, not click news. Anyway, so the majority of my market is mobile. I know this. They're on Facebook. Now, I use Facebook, and most of the time I'll use the app on my phone. Um, You know, sometimes I'll do it online or whatever, but I'm a Facebook user. Now, when you're on Facebook, you're on Facebook, okay? Yeah. It's getting somebody off of Facebook is like, you know, if somebody's ice skating and you're like, come over here and play basketball, it's 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 a ridiculous <laughs> disconnect. And yep. so you and so one of the things I've been doing is called I'm calling it social list building. And so I'm using lead links, which is lead pages have these thing called lead box, a lead box, mm-hmm. and I stripped the code out of it and figured out that I could put it on Facebook in updates and in comments. And I'm growing my list on Facebook and other social networks like crazy. Hang on one second. I've got a case study on this. It's at, it's it's called How I Got Over 2,000 New Subscribers in One Day with a Kiss. So if you want to read it, it, if you want to read it and see how I stripped out the code and how I got creative with this, it's called it's at click news c l i c k n e w z dot com slash one two one five zero one two one five zero. All right, so that's where the case study is for that, and that's what 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 I'm you know teaching people is meet them where they are and convert them on the spot. So don't try to convert them on your site. This is one of the things I love about lead pages and lead boxes because on social media, let's say when you're on Facebook, you're all about fast, quick, do it, get it done. So let me give you a really good example of a bad disconnect on Facebook. I see ads, and I'm a big ad clicker. In fact, one of the apps that I use, you can pay to get the premium version to have no ads on it. And I'm like, why would I do that? I love these ads. They're so great. I click on them almost every day, you know, because it will be something different. (laughs) I love the ads. It's great. People are like, uh, you know. You always want to see what they're doing, right? You want to see where well, it goes. You want to see yeah, well, not, if they figured just, out something new. Well, not just from a marketing perspective, but because I am my own market. I am my own market. That's very important if you're going to monetize your life. So when I'm sitting here looking at this app that I use and talk about all the time, it's telling me, let me just refresh it, for example. It's telling me when Coke, uh, Coca-Cola is doing a new campaign. Um, this is how I learn stuff. There's a new mm-hmm. um, social campaign going on um, if with fruits and vegetables. How would I know that if I didn't see these ads? 
Anyway, my point is uh, what? I forget what my point was. Go where they oh, are. Oh, let me tell Go you Go where about they are. That's where we conversion. Yeah. So I'll tell you a big disconnect is um, Wayfair, or I think it's Wayfair, or it's something like that. In fact, let me just go look, and I'll tell you for sure, because I hate to say the wrong name. <clears throat> so they advertise on the side of my Facebook all the time, right? And now they've changed it, of course. They would do that. So maybe there's another one, and I can't remember what it is. But you, you've you seen this, I mean, so you're, you're going to know what I'm talking about, because Wayfair actually is working fine for me now. But a lot of times these ads on the sidebar for this cool stuff, and you're like, yes, I want that. I will buy that right now. My credit card is right here. And you click on it, and it pops up this big screen that makes you sign up and sign in before you can view the website. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen those? Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. It covers up, it covers up the whole screen and kind of grays out the, the screen, and I'm like, oh, right. I wanted to buy that. And here's the thing. I'm on Facebook, so I'm in fast mode. People on Facebook are scrolling fast, either thumb scrolling or whatever, and it's a very um, tick, 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 tick kind of thing. So if I'm going to jump off Facebook because you got me and I want to order that, and then I get this whole screen, well, here's what happens. I say, okay, and I sign up, but then you make me go to my inbox to confirm it, and then I forgot what product I was looking at because I had to hop three different apps because I'm mobile. Yeah. And so you've taken me off the Facebook app. I had to open my Gmail app. Then I have to you know, go back to your site, and now I don't know where I am. So when your market is mobile like that, that's a horrible disconnect, and you want to be really cautious about those jumps. You want to make sure that everything yeah. is really super fast on Facebook. So that's why I'm really loving lead pages because it's a very simplified landing page depending on you know what you want to accomplish and because it's really mobile friendly and you really got to serve that mobile market right now. You have to because even the people yeah. who are sitting at home a lot of times are using tablets or mobile versions of your site. So because people are not actually viewing your website in a browser anymore like they were before, and this is probably where a lot of people tanked with the big switchover was the rise of mobile. So the mobile version of your website, and you better have one, and the email version of your blog post, which is your blog broadcast, and um, you know all these other you know places they're reading them, don't show any of those ads inside and all that other stuff that used to perform so well. So then it became right. actually important that you wrote high-converting content. That's where I think we lost a lot of bloggers. Yeah. Absolutely, and I want to back up your because uh, they're not doing that anymore, and they weren't doing it to begin with. I mean, they didn't start out doing it, so they never really learned how, and then they just got kind of kicked by the wayside. But I want to reinforce your thing about Facebook and and meeting them where they are, and if you're going to take them away, try to match the level that they were at, and that's really difficult unless you understand that the brain sends a chemical response, a reward to people. It's just like games and gamification. The games that do really well, like we all know Candy Crush, <laughs> and we all have played it before, and, and, and t hundreds of millions of people have played it and love it and all that. The reason that that game works so well is it's got a really perfect balance of rewards. And those rewards actually send dopamine in your brain. You're like, ooh, I just had a great big thing happen. Or I, I, you know, whatever the thing is in the game or at Facebook, 
you're scrolling through and you're looking and your brain is on that, like you said, that really fast pace. And right. and you're looking for those little rewards. That actually has a psychological and a chemical thing. That's why Facebook is so big. And I, I'm not sure why nobody that I've seen yet has talked about this. But that right. is what you're really, truly up against. It's physical. It's chemical. It's not just human nature and, well, people are just, you know, I'll be able to take them and slow them down off of Facebook and bring them down gradually. Man, you're up against somebody who's an addict, a real literal addict. In you every sense of the age. word, their brain is right. being rewarded in a right. way that they cannot get enough. So that, I wanted to say that just because somebody. that's what you're really up against. Right. You can't take somebody off Facebook to a long-form sales letter. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you can't. You have got to have a very basic, you know, opt-in here to get the sales letter. And then you can l- allow them, when they're in that mode, to go and read, you know, but get them on the list from Facebook. Getting them on the list is the key. And list building is still important. It's just a matter of serving your audience in a way that, you know, benefits them. So, I want to go back and talk about you. You mentioned before, you know, about uh, doing, you know, talking about products. One of the big things I teach, Jack, is you need to train your audience from the very beginning with product talk. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about big ugly ads. I'm talking about discussing products. And so, if you go to my blog, you're going to see me um, in my big reclining massage office chair, and I'm actually really goofy. Um, like I went to review it on video, and it turns out it wasn't plugged in. So I'm sitting there trying to power it on. And I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, um, but you see me talking about products, and um, the same with my low carb blog. So they're used to seeing me talk about products. Um, you know, whether my dog will eat it or not. Um, you know, and they and you, if you train them from the get go to talk about products. So. As an example, one of my hottest Facebook posts on on my Facebook page this last week was about a product. It was actually the Fitbit, Fitbit Flex from, um, well, from Fitbit. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, so I posted, this has been on my wish list forever. I finally ordered one. It's going to be here on Monday and linked to it. And it was one of the most um, responsive, I got the highest response on that particular post, and it was product talk because everybody wants to share which one they have or you know, oh, I've been wanting to get one, and da da da, and so then you know, so it's it becomes a fun conversation, and it's not about advertising. Again, it's about monetizing my own life. It's about talking about what I'm really doing, you know, what I'm into, um, because I'm about to go to Vancouver next week. So I got this so I can just see how, just how many steps do you you know get through the airport, you know, that kind of thing. And so I think it'll be a lot of fun. As the story continues, they'll see the Fitbit on my arm in unrelated videos and photos as I'm taking my food pictures or as they see me eating or this or that. And then, of course, I'll be updating uh, with screenshots, you know, um, just flew from such and such to such and such and got so many steps in the airport, you know, and just fun stuff like that. So it's really about training your audience to hear you talk about stuff you like, stuff you don't like, you know, why you'd buy it anyway if if it's not 100%, two thumbs up, you know, that kind of thing. So training your your audience from the get-go, people are always like, at what point should I monetize my blog? I'm like, from day one. I don't care if nobody's listening. That doesn't matter. The fact is, when somebody does come to listen, there needs to be something there for them to hear. 
Yeah. So at first, you're blogging to yourself. At first, you're tweeting to yourself. That's okay, because if I go to your Twitter three months from now, and there's nothing there because you're like, well, I don't have a follower yet, so why tweet? And if I go look at your account, I won't follow you because there's nothing to listen to. There's no content. Yeah, so even if you, have, if you have zero followers but you have tons of content, I'm not going to notice how many followers you have. Actually, I don't know that I've ever looked at that. All I'm looking at is, is this person rele- relevant to me? And the only way to know that is through the content on any platform, including your blog. Uh, so I wanted to talk about series. If you don't mind if I jump into that before I forget. Yeah, well, wait a minute. Before that, I have to remind you to talk about that. So go ahead. <laughs> Almost you jumped it. I was really going to try to remind you of that. I wrote it down. <laughs> Darn it. You did good, Jack. You did good. All right. Um, <laughs> so I, one really great way to engage your audience, and I really want you to like stop using the word traffic and refer to your readers as real people. They are an audience. They're your readership. And um, when they start commenting, that's because you're being personable enough to speak to. Number one, you'll get to know them. You'll get, you know, kind of figure out where they are, what they're about, you know, what their lifestyle is like, etc. And it really becomes more personable and more personal as you blog because you know who you're blogging to. But I'm totally getting off track. So we were going to talk about the series. Um, a series is a great way to engage your audience. So a lot of times I'll do, um, you know, topical series. So, for example, on Click News, I've been reorganizing my office and talking a lot about how to restructure your business, how to uh, reorganize for productivity, how to be more efficient in a home office, because that's what I'm working on. And so doing a series so that, you know, people kind of get the bits, one bit at a time is good. On my other blog at TravelingLowCarb.com, right now I'm doing an eight-day, I, I just, I'm doing a 16-day challenge, which I call the 17-day challenge because I cannot count, and nobody else caught it, which I thought was funny. <laughs> so I'm like, where's this extra day going to go? But anyway. Well, I'm you are your audience, right? I mean, you yeah, are your market, so why would they I catch a slip up it. either? <laughs> I laughed about it in one of my recent blog posts. I'm like, hey, why, did, why didn't you guys catch this? Anyways, so, um, but I'm doing a 17-day um challenge for only 16 days. But anyway, you don't have to be perfect, which is great. <laughs> Thank goodness. So I'm doing You get it done, and you, you're efficient, and you got it d- a done a day early is what happened. I don't know. I lost a day somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't count. Whatever. Math's not my thing. So um forgot what I was saying. So anyway, keeping them on a series, on a short enough series that it's not overwhelming you know, so um, I broke it up into uh, nine days and seven days, which somehow does not equal 17. But anyway, so for the first nine days I'm doing this, and then for the next seven days I'm doing that. But then I switched it and started a day early, so I'm doing. I'm now on my eight-day streak. I totally lost you, I know, but that's not the point. The point is it's a very <laughs> short amount. <laughs> it's a very short amount of time that I'm doing a very specific thing, and so in addition to blogging it every day, and I've got you know people who are reading it by email, I set up a Facebook event because so many of my um, readers are just on Facebook. And that way, if you don't want to miss a thing, you can join here and then you'll get notified you know, of everything I eat, <laughs> you know, everything I'm doing all the time through this eight days you know, or whatever. And plus, I also share my blog post there. But keeping it on their level where they are, where they prefer to be, and engaging your market in those types of places in those types of ways is really smart. It's a really good idea. So, you know, in addition to blogging about a product, 
you might actually share your blog post on your social media channels, but then you can share a direct link to the product and open up a discussion about it and get people to you know talking about it in various ways. And but topical series, no matter what the topic is, um, you know, like right now I'm talking a lot about different uh, exercise products because I've just started with this challenge, exercising every day. And so it's a lot of fun, you know, to be able to kind of share, you know, what's your favorite workout, here's mine, and then everybody lists theirs, and then, you know, we have great discussions about it. So you do want to get your audience talking about products. You do want to um, do series. A series, a topical series is so great. And I said because your audience loves it. But it's great for you, too, because it makes it easy. You don't wake up the next day and go, what am I going to blog about today? You can't because you know because it's like day 17 of a 16-day challenge. (laughs) And you know what you have to say. And so it helps you so much. You know, if you do even, you know, short series here and there or maybe if you have, for example, um, you know, there's all kinds of topical things you can do. Like I have uh, featured uh, Friday's featured product or Transformation Tuesday or, you know, various things like that you could work into your blogging schedule. But in addition to that, doing small challenges and doing topical series really helps you, and it also is something audiences really, really like. Well, it's chunky. I mean, it's got something. So if you do a series of seven things, you have a lot more to talk about and come back and reference over time, uh, and which I've noticed you do really well. You always, you always call back to something you've done before, so you don't yes. just go and promote it one time by talking about it on social and everything, and then go on to the next blog post, and then that thing just goes to die a slow death. You, mm-hmm. you have to do what you got. I mean, everybody go to Click News. I'm sure you do this on your other blogs too, but the Click News, you, you have a good, strong, uh, healthy habit of going back and referencing other stuff, which is great right. when you want to reference one blog post, but when you have a series, you have seven things, seven different – presumably on each one of those you, you were taking a different tack. You were taking a different approach on a different topic, a little bit of a different whatever. And you've, you've now got seven things to talk about, go back and reference, and that, that very, very important uh, re-promotion of all of your stuff, keeping it live, keeping it going, because the smallest fraction of your audience is the people who see it first. And if that's the only promotion you do of anything or talking about it, then those guys are going to be the only ones who really got into it. Maybe some people will come in on search, maybe some, but you're not in control anymore. You're leaving it up to the fates of, you know, Google no. and, and people yeah. looking through archives. Mm-hmm. So you bring up such I just wanted to bring that up because it, it's almost like writing a little ebook, right? And, and well, when you write an ebook, you're more <laughs> proud of it and you've said more things so you can say more right. things about it and go back and constantly call it back up out there and people won't get mad at you for doing it. It's like, hey, come see this blog post for no other reason than I gave you before. Hey, hey, do it again. It's Tuesday now. Go look back. You can't do that. People don't like that. But when you have no, a lot to you say, to you have a lot to reference. There's a special word that you have to use. It's because. So mm-hmm. write that down, and I try to use that word every single day, because. And this is this is giving people the reason to do it. So you don't just need to tell people what to do. You need to tell them why to do it. So always use the word because. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, the post I wrote in 2008 um, about my grandmother's journal. My grandmother was an amazing entrepreneur, by the way. And I found her journal after she died where she wrote um, her entry the night before she started her business, her very 
amazingly successful, very long-term career. And she was, it was, it was amazing. I get chills just thinking about it. Anyway, I have reasons like her birthday every year, July 30th, um, you know, or if it's Grandmother's Day, you know, or something special like that, I can, you know, I can say, you know, uh, because it's my grandmother's birthday. I went back and read this today, and it was just as inspiring. I wanted to share it with you. I wanted to share it with you because da-da-da-da-da. Just using the word because makes a big difference. And the interesting thing, though, you you brought up about archives is your archives are gold. There's a million dollars in your archives. You do not want those to collect dust. You do not. But you made me think of something else. Did I push a button? Are we here? No, nope, you're, you're good. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my my little puppy is making a little racket in the background. <clears throat> anyway, so you bring up a good point that, that kind of segued for me uh, into repurposing, and this is huge. So let's say that you're doing a topical series, um, and you start out maybe with one of those great list posts, like seven ways to achieve X, Y, Z, right? And most people just leave it at that, which is stupid. So what you should yeah. do is follow up with that with seven Uh-oh. Maybe she did push a button now. Oh, I'm still here? I thought I was gone. No. No, you're still here. But I think Lynn All may right, have well, pushed while the she's button. Back in, hopefully she will call back in. What do you think, Gina? I mean, as far as pound-for-pound pound value, the ideas that she's had so far and given us, this has been one hell They've of been uh, an interview, right? Absolutely. And, you know, so, so aligned with what I talk about all the time. That's what I love about Lynn so much, right? I'm one of the other people that talk about your goal should never, ever be to get traffic. It, it's, I know that's always been your thing years ago, Jack, but traffic by itself is meaningless. And I think Lynn got that across loud and clear today especially in the way that people use the Internet today. Yeah. Well, I think we got yeah, her back. I always have to – we got her? I think. Uh-huh. Well, it looks like she's here, but I can't seem to get her unmuted. Uh, uh, oh, maybe this is her. Is that you, Lynn? It's me. Oh, it's Yay. Her. Oh, it's Jan. Sorry, I, I got Lynn. kicked off. <laughs> I got kicked off, and I was trying to get back on. Let me back on. Lynn's on. Yeah, I got kicked and off. And do we now well. have Lynn? Yay. Hello. We danced there well, you are. Lynn, so don't worry about it. So you guys hung up on me. Jack well, not because we don't like you, but because <laughs> we are using technology. It's really the only way to get me to shut up. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody told me in that interviewed you before that we should hang up on you and restart you. That's how we restart you. No, that's absolutely not. We were totally listening and we were loving it. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. So, uh, so how's everybody doing? Did you guys have a nice break? <laughs> <laughs> you really did restart. I wanted you to keep going. We're having a great break. How are you we doing? Were talking, <laughs> I, I'm great. We were talking about repurposing, and I think this is a really important point because – I don't know where we got cut off, but I was talking about doing one of those great list posts. So let's say, like, for example, um, 
you know, seven ways to achieve X, Y, Z in 14 days or something like that. And what you would do from there then is write seven blog posts, one on each of the ways, and continue that series. Keep people engaged in the topic and continue teaching them and serving them in ways like, how do I implement this? So it's not just about giving information. Information is good, and lots of people like that short, chunky content like infographics or seven you know, tips or whatever. But then how do I implement this? And that's what you really want to do to serve your audiences. And I'll tell you why. Because if people are consuming, if people are, let me say, um, if people are seeing results, then they'll continue consuming products and services. So let's say, for example, that I'm losing weight. Then I'm going to continue buying, you know, um, you know, certain diet products. I mean, I'm talking about like I like these low-carb bagels, for example. I get off nutrition. Um, I'm going to continue buying those. I'm going to continue ordering the perfect Ab Carver Pro off the infomercial. I'm going to continue consuming those products and services and using the MyFitnessPal app and all this other stuff because I'm seeing results. When people don't see results, they don't consume products and services. So teaching people implementation or helping them implement things and helping them see results is your job as a marketer, as a business owner, or as a blogger. As long as they're seeing results, they're going to continue consuming your content and buying products and services. So you can give them a great list. Then you do each of those seven tips into seven different blog posts, teaching them how to implement those tips specifically. And then you can um, you know, add in product reviews in between that match the implementation. You know, This is what I use because, there's that word again, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, so you'll see a live example of that with my social, social list building case study that I shared with you earlier because I tell you what I use and why I use it. I use this because this is the only way to achieve this on Facebook. Anyway, um, so it's very important to go further and repurpose your content. So you take that great blog post and you repurpose it into an infographic and you can link it back to the blog post. Um, And then so that goes viral. Then you can take that seven tips and repurpose it into a video. And then you can take the seven blog posts, the implementation of each tip, and make a video about it. Um, so you can do um, audio, video content. You can do infographics. You can do quote graphics that kind of you know give a tip of the day um, related to that implementation point, and then they can go and read the actual blog post for that. So they all kind of link to each other, and it's like a topical series again. Mm-hmm. But it's really about yep. repurposing your content in a lot of different ways. Let's say, for example, that I'm reading a book, and I'm actually reading a great book right now, and it's about blogging. Can you imagine? Anyway, so I know, I know, but I love other people's ideas. That's one of the great things is we're all still pioneers. It's all still so new. It really is. And there are no standards. There are no standards when it comes to online business. So we can make something up as you go. You can make something up in your sleep tonight and do it tomorrow and be like, boom, that worked. So I love reading other people's minds or their books, whatever. And um, so if I, but here's the thing. If I'm going to have to read a book, I'm going to blog about it. I'm not going to do it for nothing. And so, um, you know, so let's all, like, start a a small Facebook group or a Facebook event, you know, like um, if it's a, you know, 27 tips, do a 27-day, you know, challenge, and we read this book together and implement it, and then you walk them through actually finishing the book and implementing everything they learned. So it's not just a total waste. And so... You can, 
you can do so many fun things, like depending on where you're doing it. So there's so many, like Facebook groups, um, if you want to do a challenge. You know, there's Facebook events, if you want to do like a two-day Q&A event or, you know, kind of a something fun and short. Um, there's just so many different ways and places to repurpose the content. So this blogging book I'm reading is great. So I thought, I'll blog the whole book as I work through it. I'll actually do it, everything it says, and blog about it as I go as a live example. And always referencing back my video review and my blog post review of the book itself. And then I can do a blogging challenge, you know, and have all that content there. And then, of course, it can all be wrapped up because I'm going to be implementing my own creative angles and ideas. I'm going to be doing my own thing. So in the end, I end up with two things, a PDF checklist for bloggers and um, a finished product, a download, which could make a, you know, a great list builder, a good opt-in incentive, and or you know, an, a paid product. So always be repurposing. Always be looking this- at... If I'm going to write this once, and I might, let me just say, I might invest eight or nine hours into a single blog post. And if I'm going to sit down and write, and not all of them, I mean, I can whip one out in half an hour a lot of times, but a good one. If I'm going to sit and invest, if I'm going to invest seven minutes writing a blog post, I'm going to ride that wave all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. I you know this really all of this today explains why I saw you in the hotel uh restaurant where we met. I think it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. You had yeah. your laptop in front of you. Yeah. You had your laptop in front of you on the table and you had your phone on top of that. And I don't know if you know if you knew you were do I don't think you knew you were doing this, but you were gently lovingly petting your laptop. And you had just gotten done telling me that this is it right here. You were pointing at your devices, and you were like, this is it. And I can this come to this business. place and yep. do this because my business is right here with me, and it was that little laptop and that phone. And you, I don't know if you noticed you were doing it or not, but now I know why you pet your laptop. I absolutely now know, and everybody here listening knows why you pet it. Because it's just you've really found a way to make this a perfect storm of something that you love to do because you have to love it, and and I I was going to ask you all the you know here's one of the generic questions I was going to ask you to give you some insight of where I might have started today, which was how do you find the frickin' time to do all the stuff that you do? I mean it seems like you're out there everywhere. Like it wasn't really a time. What I was really actually thinking deep down was how does she find the energy to do all of this stuff? You and now what? I don't have to ask you that question because I already know because. <laughs> It's so obvious that you love what you do, and you're serving an audience. You're being a service to the world and a particular yes. part of the world that follows you, and that has to be the answer to the question. When anybody looks at somebody like you, the first intimidation point is she is productive, like with a capital well, T. But I'm, wow. I'm really not. I'm Honestly, I, the key that to that, to, to that and, and look, I sleep all the time. Twice a day, actually, <laughs> not just once. I take two to three, sometimes four-hour naps every afternoon. I do. I have my groceries delivered. I don't, even, I don't even go to the grocery store. I, I we, get you that. Can't. I get that, but let me tell you why it works. The reason it works is because I am my own target market. The reason it works is because I'm monetizing my life. So my life and my business are not two separate things where I have to try to make time for work and time for play. 
by the way, I do schedule that in. I have unplugged downtime scheduled in. And before I go down, I call it, I check in. So you'll see me check in at Tim's Board Lake, for example, on my Facebook page. And sometime during the course of my downtime, a lot of times I'll snap a picture of the sky and I'll add a quote graphic to it later, you know, or something like that, or I'll snap a picture of Mm -hmm. myself relaxing or me and my dog or whatever. And then later, when I'm plugged back in, then I'll share that and talk about, you know, that, that time. And so my life and my business are intertwined to the point that I'm basically a walking tax deduction. <laughs> so you ask, you ask, how do you know? How do you get all this done? It's because I'm running the video camera while I'm eating lunch, talking about the lunch that I'm eating. <clears throat> so basically, I don't take a lunch break. Lunch is actually work, if that yeah. makes sense. And so I end up with more free time than most people. So I'm flying while all doing over the all world. these amazing things. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm flying all over the world. I'm having a great time. You know, I'm doing all this stuff. But, you know, you'll see my thumb going while I'm having a conversation with you sometimes. and um, Or, you know, I might have a little notebook or something because I'll get ideas or I'll stop and snap a picture of us or something we're doing. Because I'm thinking, I want to remember this moment and share this with my audience because they're going to love it. And so I'm basically monetizing my own life, and I am my own target market. So I think that's, you know, the really big important point as to how I managed to get it done. But that allows me at least twice a week to have totally unplugged time to take naps every afternoon, plus, you know, I sleep good at night too, you know, and go on trips and do this and that. Um, One of my favorite flights is between L.A. and New Zealand or L.A. and Australia. And I've been to Australia five times in Auckland once. And um, it's my favorite flight because it's 14 hours of no Internet, no email, no phone calls, no nothing, no Facebook, nothing. And um, so it's just, you know, food and movies and music and books. That's it. And I always take my laptop because that, when you are not being constantly stimulated, when you actually have downtime, that's when your creative side of your mind actually starts to work. And I've written some of my best content, you know, in the middle of nowhere, completely unplugged. I am your biggest I, fan. From here on out, I shall be known as Lynn Terry's biggest fan. Nobody's, and sometimes that's a literal thing. I'm six two, so either way, <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. That is so awesome. It's so very inspiring uh, to hear this because what you've described today is the culmination of someone going out and listening to five or six different experts reading their books, taking their courses on how to uh, blog, how to do business, how to, how to do all of the things that you've talked about, except that I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody who's the embodiment of all of that. Like, well, and, and it's the, and really the experts, hard that. I just want to say that it's really hard to find somebody teaching you that that's actually doing it. That's exactly. really hard. I mean, that's a challenge. What I want to say is, Stop trying to learn how to run a business and start learning how to be you. I think that was a huge turning point for me in my career, Jack, was realizing um, I'm weird. I'm quirky. I'm, I'm, you know, I have a lot of you know, weird things about me that don't necessarily make traditional business sense. But I have used those to my advantage, and I've you know, worked those into um, you know, my business model or whatever. And when you really embrace you as you are and your personality, it, even if it sucks, I mean, that, you use it. 
use it. That's yeah. <laughs> what I say. You know, be a and, human doing, not a human being. Yeah. You know, it's just well, interesting that, thing, though. Another that's, point. Well, that's well, what people say, like now. The kids now don't do that anymore. They like or anymore. They never did. Like, there's kids on YouTube that are just killing it. And if you ask them yeah. technical questions about what they do, they have no idea what you're talking about. They're like, right. I just put this video up and I have all these followers. How'd you get them? Did you use some? What's your ROI? What, you know, we used to ask, what's your page rank? All that kind of stuff. I mean, they don't care. And they're right. killing it way more than people who are taking all these courses and being too self-aware about how they move through the world of becoming an entrepreneur. That's what I know. Forget a green screen. I mean, you need good lighting and a decent background, but just get out there and do it. And if you just watch a few of my videos, and I do them for both of my blogs. I have two YouTube channels. If you just watch a few of my videos, it will completely tear down that whole curtain of, oh, I can't do it cause, you know, I'll never get it right. <laughs> I'll teach you a tip about YouTube, yeah. too, because that's all about content and blogging as well, <clears throat> or specifically about video editing. And this is going to make you feel really better about doing videos. I have never shot a video all the way through start to finish without a mistake, ever. And so I actually expect to make mistakes. I plan for them to happen. So I get tongue-tied. I actually stutter sometimes. It sucks, but I do. Anyway, so this happens, or I forget what I'm talking about, <laughs> or a fire truck goes by or whatever. Anyway, so what I do is when something like that happens, I stop for a long pause, like five to seven seconds, a long pause, and hold my position. Then I start back at the beginning of the sentence where I ended. That makes video editing so much easier. So you'll see a lot of transitions in my videos. And if you have that long five to seven second pause that you do, when you go to edit your videos, you can easily add in transitions where you screw up. So all those transitions in my videos are screw-ups. But they actually make yeah. nice segues and keep people's attention, too. So I've well, never shot a video cool. start people to finish. People expect them now. Yeah, yeah they're they're fun. Fun. Well, I know you guys have now. been having so much. I know you guys have been having so much fun that you wouldn't even realize it. But we are out of time, guys. No. <laughs> That's okay. I have yeah. a lot of ideas anyway. <laughs> I'm not leaving. If you can believe that. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So, Lynn, where do you want everybody so to go? Check, check out we, clicknews.com. Yeah, clicknews.com. And uh, clicknews.com is where you can find me. Of course, I'm um, all over the web. You can just Google me, Lynn Terry. It's T as in Tom, T-E-R-R-Y. And um, you'll find, you know, I, I link to my low-carb blog as an example in a lot of my case studies and things like that. So if you're interested in what kind of weird stuff I'm eating, you'll find that at travelinglowcarb.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been one of the best uh, ever, not just 2015. We've had some really great guests, Joel Calm and all, all the guys. Oh, you so have rock. done an incredible job. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jack. Thanks for having me on, Gina. I really appreciate it. I, I just want to Well, we were so glad you could join us. Thank you. I want to end this on one quick note. I have a food blog. I'm a food blogger. And I don't cook. The only thing that happens in my kitchen <laughs> is the coffee pot. That's it. So, look, if I can have a successful food blog and not even, you know, not even um, cook, then whatever it is you're trying to do, you can certainly do it. Nice.
Thanks so much, Lynn. We have got to talk more often. You know that, girl? We do, we do. I need to see you again soon. Well, I really want to talk to you about the new Divizio affiliate network. So give me a call sometime this week if you would. Fun. Will do. You guys take care. Thanks so much again for having me on. Thanks, Lynn. And and we will be back same time, same place next week. Have a great week, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic to conversion to business success.